All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely, our segment today with Walt Zucchera, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group, offices here in Fairlawn and Akron, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania, just to the east of us near Pittsburgh. They are, of course, advisors and financial counselors that specialize in investing their clients' money into individual stocks in custom-designed portfolios exclusively to the AKW Group. We're going to talk about stocks and investing throughout the day today in this morning's segment. And, of course, we want you to know that you can call to ask Walt any questions questions about the stock market or about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money at 330-673-1234 here in Akron and outside of Akron, including from Washington, Pennsylvania. Call us toll-free at 800-669-4100, listening there on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, another another week where the stock market seems to be taking a breather, looking back, maybe waiting for the election and the next shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, Bob, I think a lot of people are paying attention to what's going on right now is as we head towards the election, um, you know, this last week we saw the Dow Jones fall 270 points, off about 0.9%, uh, closed to 28,335. And again, year to date, we're still a little bit below zero at 0.7%, negative 0.7% on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, the S&P was off about a half a percent for the week, off about 18.42 points, uh, closing at 3,465. And year-to-date, the S&P is still holding on to those positive returns at 7.3%, Bob. Uh, the NASDAQ was off 1.1% last week. Again, some of those big tech stocks coming under pressure a little bit. Uh, we saw you know, the government uh, you know, move forward with their antitrust uh, inquiry you know, with Google, and I think there's an anticipated one possibly with Facebook and you know, maybe some increased pressure on these uh, big tech stocks. So the NASDAQ was off 123.28, 1.1%. Year-to-date, again, the, the NASDAQ's at 28.7%. So the NASDAQ's had a, an amazing year. And then the Russell 2000, which measures those uh, small-cap stocks, uh, was up 0.4% uh, for the week. And again, still a little bit underwater year-to-date at negative 1.7%. Uh, we did see uh, rates come up a little bit on the longer end of the curve last week. Um, we have the 30-year Treasury now at 1.65%, still very low. And uh, but again, you know, signal that uh, you know about where people feel this economy is headed. Uh, the 10 years at 0.84, the five-year at 0.37, uh, the three-year at 0.20%, and the two-year at 0.16%. And again, the reason, Bob, we talk about those Treasury rates, we always say those are the implied risk-free rates uh, backed by the 
you know, the implied safety of the U.S. Treasury and, you know, the fact that the government would step forward and, you know, pay those obligations. So if you're getting higher rates, you're probably taking a little bit more risk, and we caution everybody to really consider that risk they're taking on the fixed income side at this point. We're talking to Walt Secure, of course, with the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. We're talking about the market, how it performed last week. Of course, that election, if finally, it's only about 10 days away. For most of us, it'll be a relief. <laughs> it'll be over with. But for the rest of us, including the investors, I'm wondering if you have any more uh, thoughts about how they're looking at their portfolios now and if they're expressing any concern. Bob, I think everybody has to look at the portfolio based on you know the the election results. I, th- I think we've gotten past the, maybe some of the big worries about you know the market maybe immediately falling apart based on an election result. Uh, but there will be changes, and there will be winners and losers. Um, there will be impacts, you know, especially when we've been talking the last couple of weeks about tax potential tax increases. Um, had a very interesting call this week with a, a big estate planning attorney here in town with a, a, looking at a client's uh, planning. And, you know, she was a little bit concerned about, you know, reviewing some things uh, this year as far as the estate tax exemption, um, which might come under pressure with a, a change of administration. Again, you know, hard, a hard time because you really want to get those things done quickly. Uh, if, you, if you do get some tax changes or some amendments next year to the tax code, um, you know, if you get things done this year, you kind of get grandfathered in. If you let it go and some of those changes come through, then that might impact you. So a lot of just really interesting things going on right now. Uh, I think there's it's really going to be a time to review strategy, uh, retirement plans, estate plans, uh, you know, a lot of things as, as you move through the election, through the end of the year, heading into 2021. And of course, the the other the issue that has been pressing with us since uh, early in 2020 is the COVID pandemic. Uh, the U.S. is still not doing very well. A record number of cases reported this past week, and uh, many health officials are warning of a difficult winter. And the, even in the debate, the term dark winter was thrown out. So now when you look around and you read and you research, do you think that the pandemic is still the most significant risk to investors? I do, Bob. I think it's the biggest risk. We've we've all been uh, changed our behavior so dramatically this year, probably for good reason. Um, you know, for uh, our safety, for our loved ones' safety, for society in general, and uh, it's changed a lot of things. And again, it's had a huge impact on the economy. Again, we still think, see things like you know dining out, you know, off about forty-seven percent from levels a year ago. Uh, we've talked about travel is showing TSA is showing off 63% uh, from last year levels. Hope hotel occupancy is still down 31%. Um, you know, again, we we are banking on the fact that we're going to get recovery in 2021. That this economy will continue to recover. Anything that stalls that, you know, anything that kind of pushes us back, if if there is a big second wave. I mean, we saw there was 83,000 cases reported yesterday. Um, nothing to panic about, but again, to keep track of those trends. You know, I think the healthcare system again is prepared. We understand a lot more about uh, the virus, as we talked about. There's therapies and uh, there's virus, uh, there's vaccines being developed at a record pace ever in history. And you know, there's hope. And and but again, at the same time, there's reality, and and as behaviors change, and the willingness of people to spend money is going to really impact where this economy goes. So. I think it is the biggest risk. I think it's something we really have to pay attention to. And, again, we have to continue to think right now 
who are the winners in this really COVID world? And that's what we've really positioned our portfolios to take advantage of this year. And we're not changing them yet. You know, we haven't flipped over to that other side of, uh, you know, some of those other stocks that may be post-COVID recovery type stocks. We're still pretty much firmly implanted in those COVID type stocks, stocks that will do well in the world. And the reality is what we're living in right now. Well, it's time to talk about stocks. Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group in Akron and in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania. It's your time to give us a call. Talk to Walt right now at 330-673-1234 and ask him about any particular stock or company that you've been following. Perhaps you own it. Perhaps you'd like to own it. Perhaps you would like just to find out more about it. 330-673-1234. Lines are open and available for you to call. And if you're outside of the area, including in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, and listening on WNR.com, call us toll free, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. So, Walt, uh, stock uh, we were looking at this past week, Intel was uh, looking, as they say, as you said, kind of chipper last week after earnings disappointment. Uh, of course, they make a lot of microprocessors, leading one that's been leading people in the world. Intel inside is a thing that people are familiar with now. So, you think the Intel is, is still a worthwhile hold, or are you looking at maybe selling it and putting uh, your money elsewhere? About Intel is one of these companies we've held it for quite a long time in our core equity strategy. It's it's been years, and Intel is a leader, um, and obviously they make some of the best uh, microprocessors in the world, uh, used in personal computers and a lot of electronic devices. Um, they have their data centers, and and they've moved heavily into internet security and security issues. Um, Intel has experienced a lot of weakness, and they've been very forthright. Um, They've really kind of signaled at the beginning of the year the tough year they were going to have. Uh, they moved forward pretty well for the first couple quarters, and then this quarter it kind of caught up with them. Their revenues were off 4%. They were at $18.3 billion versus $19.2 billion a year prior. And their earnings really got hit, Bob, off about 22% for the quarter uh, at $1.11 a share. Um, this is a stock that pays still a pretty good dividend. Um, it's about 2.7% in the dividend. So, again, when you're comparing that to yeah, you know, what you can do in the fixed income markets. I mean, it's still a pretty pretty strong dividend. Um, you know, it's an equity, it's a stock, but again, a stock that we understand pretty well. Uh, still a leader in what they do. Uh, challenges, competition, a lot of things happening. You know, with Intel, but again, we like the stock. Um, I think it fits well into our core equity portfolio. And again, Bob, that's remember that portfolio is really built for not you know, rapid capital appreciation, but some capital appreciation and and where we can find a strong dividends, dividends that we can believe in. And Intel is one of those companies that we continue to believe in can deliver the dividends. So a stock that's struggling through, um, you know, they said the next quarter might be more the same, but, you know, a stock that will continue to hold in that core equity portfolio at this time. Another holding in your small mid-cap portfolio was Snap Incorporated, uh, described as a camera and social media company. Tell us more about Snap. Yeah, Snapchat is a, a really a social media stock. I mean, they have a, a really amazing app that has, you know, takes some really pre- pretty fascinating photos. Again, this was a social media platform that's pretty, uh, it appeals to the younger demographics out there. Uh, one of the things about the snapping is you take a selfie or a picture of yourself, you send it to someone, and it tends to disappear within a few you know, seconds. You can pretty much set how, but it doesn't save. Um, so, again, a way to communicate. They also have a messaging uh, aspect in there and, uh, you know, a way to track celebrities and, and you know, different people that you want to follow. So it's a, been a pretty interesting app. Um, again, it, it struggled for quite a while, but this last quarter they really got back on track. Uh, 
Revenues were up 52% for the quarter. Um, earnings were up 125% for the quarter. And the stock had a, a great week. The stock for the week was up 55%. So, again, a stock that we, you know, held in that portfolio for some time. And, you know, we believe that with, you know, some of the pressures, especially with Facebook, um, there was a little bit of boycotting going on with uh, some of the advertising on Facebook. Um, it seems like Snapchat benefited from that. And again, you have to think too with some of these big tech stocks, if they come under antitrust pressures, you know, some of these smaller um, tech stocks, some of these smaller social media apps might actually really benefit, you know, from more competition being allowed and regulated. Uh, so again, we like Snapchat here, and it's uh, you know it's performed pretty well for us for the year, and we're we're looking forward to continue to hold it in the portfolio for the time being. Another uh, thing we talked about all throughout the year, electric cars, electric vehicles, and of course Tesla keeps coming up. We keep dancing around that as a, a potential uh, a buy, but not just yet. Uh, of course, other manufacturers are getting into the fray. Uh, Ford has already introduced an electric Mustang SUV. GM last week revealed an electric Hummer super truck. So give us an update now on your uh, investment thoughts about Tesla, electric vehicles, and companies like General Motors. Yeah, Bob, we continue to look at the trend. We we like the trend, and it's interesting. Uh, Tesla reported great results. The grand earnings were up 105%. Uh, revenues were up 39%. Uh, they kind of uh, reiterated their forecast for 2020 that they could deliver 500,000 vehicles. Um, Elon Musk did hint that they're going to push back maybe their cyber truck, that it might not be out in 2021. Uh, so, again, you know, continuing to perform and perform well. Uh, as you mentioned, lots of competition, which we've been talking about, you know, where, where this industry was heading right now and where the opportunities are. Every company is going to respond. Ford responded. Uh, GM responded last week. You know, they, they introduced their Hummer uh, super truck. Uh, it gets about 60 miles. It gets up to 60 miles per hour uh, within three seconds. The range is about 350 miles of range. Uh, of course, the the vehicle's coming out at a, a nice price of one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars. Um, so again, you gotta gotta have a little bit of money in the bank to take advantage of that one. But uh, you know, there's a big trend here, Bob, and I think um, electric vehicles are definitely going to be of the future and something we're going to see more and more of, where uh, people have the money to to move towards that type of vehicle. So uh, we'll continue to evaluate that trend, and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it. Now, one of the stocks that you did buy in your small mid-cap portfolio recently is IAC Interactive Corporation. So uh, lay bare the details on that one for us, Walt. Yeah, sure. Um, IAC Interactive is an interesting company. Um, this is a company that really buys a lot of uh, their Internet media company. Uh, they buy a lot of uh, brands that are, are website-based brands. Uh, they've done a great job the last, uh, you know, if you look at their history, they have about 10 companies that... They developed within the company and actually spun out um, fully to be on their own. Uh, Match uh, Group, which we've talked about, was a part of this company one time. Expedia, uh, TripAdvisor, um, Live Nation, Lending Tree. Uh, so again, this is a company that owns some really interesting brands right now. Uh, they own the Angie Home Services and uh, Angie's List, uh, Ask.com. Dot Dash, um, Instapro, Investopedia, uh, which is again all owned with inside of this IAC interactive uh, corporate, you know, parent. And again, uh, just a really interesting way to kind of think about again this 
stay at home, um, you know, kind of more disconnected uh, from a face-to-face perspective, more and more people shopping online, spending time online, uh, spending time on their smartphones. Uh, this, again, seems like a company that's positioned very well to take advantage of this, this trends that are happening and uh, the future of our economy. So, again, we bought IAC Interactive and uh, last week, and we're, we're kind of excited to hold that for a period of time, Bob, and see how it performs for us. Another aspect of investing in 2020, sustainability, uh, which has now the acronym of ESG. One of your stocks in the core equity portfolio and even the Empowering Women portfolio was named the best ESG company by Investors Business Daily for 2020. What is that company and what is ESG investing? Yeah, Bob, ESG is is a really important concept. And again, you know, being around academics for the years that I was, um, uh, you know, especially up at Case Western Reserve, they were a big uh, leader in you know sustainability. Uh, this kind of goes back to the triple bottom line perspective, uh, which was developed back in 1994. Of you know, we have to be more concerned than just profits. You know, that there's this other emphasis on you know the people, planet. Uh, sustainability is really defined, you know, by the uh, environmental, social, and government standards that a company has. And it's an important issue. We see a lot of positive flows um, into ESG type of investing this year. Um, Even at the beginning of the year, Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, uh, said that this is going to be an important screen, you know, for for the BlackRock in general. And then we saw another large company over in Norway, um, uh, who also basically said they have about a trillion dollars in their investments where they talked about, you know, ESG investing. Um, so it's that we see the trends, we see the inflows. Uh, this year there's been positive inflows where a lot of equity and uh, those types of funds, stock funds, we've seen outflows. So ESG is attracting money. And, again, I think it makes sense. Investors favor it. They like it. It makes sense. Um, there's a lot of surveys being done out there that say, you know, very few people are aware of it still. Um, you know, only about uh, you know 12% of investors said they're very familiar with the topic. But we see it becoming more, more and more important. And, again, this was our development of the Empowering Women portfolio as, as one aspect of ESG uh, that we saw, you know, the past couple years. And, again, we continue to see this as uh, somewhere where things are headed. Uh, the company that you mentioned, Bob, that was rated number one on the list was NVIDIA. Uh, which, again, is pretty interesting for a tech company. I mean, tech companies traditionally have, <clears throat> you know, the kind of reputation of being very male-oriented and, you know, not very diverse and, uh, you know, kind of really interesting environments. Uh, but this company is dedicated, and they've done a really good job um, from the top down, uh, you know, getting a very uh, strong company that looks at all these issues Um you know, from environmental issues to gender diversity to, you know, how they're uh, working with the planet and their green initiatives and um, their purchasing behaviors. So, again, a company that's leading not only in the computer chips that they develop, the graphic chips, uh, we talked about artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, data centers. I mean, they're leading in a lot of technology, but they're also leading just in leadership and the way that they run their company. And the way that they're really proving to corporate America that you can do things differently and you can do them at a higher standard. And, again, these it's kind of exciting to have companies like that that uh, are doing both. You know, they're, they're making money, but they're also making a difference. Now, in the uh, stocks that you owned, uh, how many other of those, uh, those uh, top ESG companies uh, do you hold? Yeah, Bob, so when we see a list like this, it's kind of exciting for us. I mean, they, they came out with this list, and it showed 50 companies. 
Uh, we follow 20 of them. So, you know, we said we follow about 100 stocks in our in our really what we consider our trout farm, you know, the, 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 the pond that we stock and, and pay a lot of attention to. We're constantly screening thousands of stocks, but we try to put our focus on about 100. So on this list, about 20 of them are in our universe, Bob. We're looking at them all the time, and about 10 of them in our, in our, in our portfolios, uh, whether it be our core equity portfolio or empowering women portfolio, that's where uh, you know most of these reside. And again, we're um, you know we're proud of that, and it's something that I think is a little bit of a differentiator for us, and you know something that we'll continue to work on as we go forward. We think it is an important issue. Well, Sakara is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania, and uh, of course they're affiliated also with the Baird Private Wealth Management Assets uh, Corporation, and uh, Baird itself always makes one of the Fortune 100 best companies to work for. They've done that for 17 years in a row, so I guess they're pretty ESG, too. They provide not only private wealth management, but they talk about uh, equity services to clients all around the world. And Walt and his team in Fairlawn and in Pennsylvania will provide financial planning and retirement planning. They can review your estate plan, tax reviews, uh, RMD, IRA illustrations, uh, Roth conversions, Social Security analyses, stock options analyses, transaction tax analysis. All this provided for their clients as they do invest their clients' money in these portfolios of individually owned stocks that are truly custom tailored for each particular client and and their needs. So this has been a again a bit a big year for for you at uh, at the AKW group and expanding now to uh, suburban Pittsburgh. Uh, what are some of the other things that you did in 2020 and uh, what do you think you anticipate might happen with you in 2021? Yeah, Bob, well 2020 was a year challenge and you know I think the that when you're when you've done this long enough, you know, you you wake up some mornings and you think I've seen it all, and then you realize you, you haven't. And obviously, this is one of those years where you know we didn't expect what we got. Uh, you know, we came out of February. My partner and I were traveling down to Florida, seeing clients, and you know, we came back, and all of a sudden, we had a pandemic, and, and things changed. And the way we operate had to change. And you know, we asked a lot of our people, you know, to, to you know really kind of use technology in a different way to. Uh, communicate with our clients uh, a lot more. Um, you know, I guess when you, you can't see people face-to-face, you know, that emphasis on communication is still there. So we've had to spend a lot of time, you know, really getting better at some things. And, you know, even, you know, we take it, we take for granted that you know, Zoom meetings are, aren't necessarily easy. You know, it's a lot of people doing poorly. Uh, you know, I've been on a lot of Zoom meetings where, you know, you see half of someone's face or, you know, they're leaning in and you see their forehead and they don't realize, you know, how they look on the camera. So I think, you know, presenting the right image and making sure that we're communicating and uh, using those mediums in a very positive way. Uh, we talked about our support staff here, you know, Allison Castle and Abby Talbot and Sue Schechter, who've done an amazing job, you know, communicating with clients uh, via phone and uh, using things like DocuSign, you know, to to make sure we continue to do business and, you know, can get business done in a, in a good way. And, again, walking people through that, you know, I'm surprised when, you know, I hear them walk through an 85 or, you know, an 87-year-old person on a DocuSign and, you know, get that back. I Sometimes I just think, wow, you know, that's that's pretty impressive, you know, to, to be able to help people with the technology, you know, getting more people online, again, I listen to them a lot of times on the phone, the patience that they have and, you know, how they get people online and get them their online access and, 
you know, make people comfortable, that they can see their accounts. All, all these things can't ta- be taken for granted, Bob. A lot of companies don't do a good job with this. And you know, I have a lot of pride for the staff here and the work that they do and, you know, how they have our backs and, you know, really take care of our clients. And, of course, this year you branched out to Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh with Sue Marshall's office over there. Tell us about, about her office. How, how is that going? How is the reception in uh, Western PA for their, your philosophy of investing? It's going really well, Bob. We're really excited. She's having a really good um, experience, you know, basically talking about the partnership, showing the portfolios that we use, the conversion ratios are going pretty well. Um, you know, just giving people the choice. Again, she's a lot like me. She's not high pressure, uh, but she really feels like she has something worthwhile, and she's taking it to her clients with a lot of excitement, and a lot of them are coming on board and, uh, you know, using our portfolios now, and, and it's been a good year to do that. We've, we've, we've uh, had a good year, and we're proud of our, you know, results and, and how we've been working, and so, you know, she's a really good advisor. Um, again, she does a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of hand-holding as well. And, you know, th- th- somebody we're really proud to have part of our team. Do the uh, clients in uh, Pennsylvania have, a, a, say, any different concerns uh, on the besting than the clients here in Akron? I think that, you know, the Midwest here, Bob, running through at least western PA, uh, you know, tend to be a lot like northeastern Ohio or some. I've, I've done a lot of business over the years. I used to do a lot of business, and I extended out into eastern PA. And, you know, as you get over towards Delaware and Jersey and Maryland, some of those places, it seems like, you know, people kind of change a little bit. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and the way their attitudes are and maybe the way that they uh, look at investing. But, I feel that those Western PAers, you know, are, are a lot like us. And uh, darn it if they don't have a better football team than us, too. Uh, yeah, so someday when we grow up, hopefully our Cleveland Browns will be somewhat like those Pittsburgh Steelers. But, yeah, I've been uh, waiting for a long time. I can't grow up much more. <laughs> but, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a weird. The real people live here in Greater Akron, Western Pennsylvania, and that's why we like it here, and because the people do uh, express their concerns, they tend to be very forthright, and they too tend to react when they hear somebody like you, Walt Secure, come on and talk about investing money the way you do and investing it wisely in individual stocks, and they appreciate the effort that that you put into all that for your clients. Uh, and Walt Secure and the AKW Group here in Akron are available. They are in Fairlawn, they're at the Fairlawn West Office of the RW Bear. Company. They're at 234-466-7476. You can call them there. That's their local number, 234-466-7476. They have a toll-free number, 844-388-4953. Again, that's for the Akron office of AKW Group, 844-388-4953. Now, if people are listening online in, uh, in Washington, Pennsylvania, we don't have a number for them. Uh, why don't you give that out? Oh, well, hey, you got me here, Bob. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have that one right on top of my hand, but I could probably grab it for you if you give me a second. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, they can listen anytime to you, and I hope they do, on W1R.com. And uh, that would be kind of neat because you can pick them up anywhere in the world, which is why uh, it's so great about being, again, the new age of communication and being online. You can be everywhere in the world almost simultaneously, which makes uh, doing business and working with clients even easier now than it has been in the past. And, but, again, the challenges are being met, and uh, we're getting... Really getting more people online and, and in the program, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, Bob. So when we, um, and, and the other thing, too, just to remind everyone, we do put these out on podcasts. Um, they're out there on Spotify, um, Apple iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Each week, you know, I take time when we're done to, 
you know, get it through compliance, have our compliance department listen to it, and then we put it out there for, you know, people to listen that might miss the show uh, live. Um, Sue's uh, number, I'll, I'll give you her direct number. It's 412-480-5090. Again, 412-480-5090. Excellent. That's for Sue Marshall and the Washington, Pennsylvania office of the AKW Group. Well, well again, the big week's coming up, 10 days for election. What's going to happen? Well, Bob, I mean, we're going to watch this week. A lot of earnings reports come in. Thursday's a big day. We get a lot of those big tech stocks report. Um, Apple, uh, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Alphabet, which is the parent of Google, will report on Thursday. Um, Tuesday, we get Merck, um, Pfizer, uh, you know, Wednesday's Ford uh, reports, Gilead Science, Pinterest. So, again, a lot of earnings reports to pay attention to. We also have some economic data that we'll pay attention to as well. Once again, thanks for being with us. Walt Sakara of the AKW Group in Fairlawn. Call them locally at 234-466-7476. Don't forget their office now out of Washington, Pennsylvania. Call Sue Marshall directly at 412-480-5090. And tell them both when you call them. You heard them right here on WNIR Kent Akron. So, Walt, have again a very profitable week. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning here on the Advice Line. You take it easy now. Thanks, Bob. You too. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Expedia, symbol EXPE. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. General Motors, symbol GM. Gilead Sciences Inc., symbol GILD. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Lending Tree, Inc., symbol TREE. Live Nation Entertainment, Inc., symbol LYV. Merkin Company, Inc., symbol MRK. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Pinterest, Inc., symbol PINS. Pfizer, Inc., symbol PFE. Snap, Inc., symbol SNAP. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. TripAdvisor, Inc., symbol TRIP. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.